A reading from Matthew 10, 32-36. Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before others, I will disown them before my Father in heaven. Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Boy, this makes you stop, look, and listen. And as a person from the pews, I'm very, I'm, I'm filled with trepidation about commenting on this, <laughs> especially what Jesus says about uh, the family. I will disown uh, other. It, it, he says, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven, but whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven. Do not suppose, and this is what I, I it is for many people, I think very troubling, but I think we can help kind of uh, delve into it a little bit. Do not suppose that I have become, I've come to uh, bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. And then he goes on to say, for I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against his mother, a daughter-in-law against his mother-in-law, and a man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Now, this sounds very un-Jesus. Yeah. But actually, and I'm not going to try to explain this. I'm going to turn to Nathan here and have mm-hmm. him um, uh, sort this out a little bit and get, get to why he is saying this. Because I think we've all experienced this maybe in our own lives, but it still is troubling in hearing what Jesus has said. Yeah, I think we have some help. You have to read scripture in the context of other scripture always. And we have some help with this from the rest of the New Testament narrative. You know, I, I think we can be pretty certain that Jesus did not mean a literal sword. He did not mean violence. I've actually heard Christians over the years quote this to defend Christian violence. And I'm like, Ugh, no, <laughs> that's not what he meant. Why, why am I so sure that he didn't mean violence with, when he said sword? Well, partly because um, that word sword is used again in Ephesians with the full armor of God. And it gives a definition for what it means by sword. It says, take up the sword of um, the spirit, which is what? The word of God. It's the Bible. So I think what Jesus means here is when he says, look, the Bible is going to be um, a dividing line. Maybe even the old tribes, like you said the other day, Eric, the old things that used to define who's in the tribe and who's out. Mm-hmm. There's going to be people within those tribes or even family units who start believing the Bible, start believing the sword. Right. And they start believing that Jesus is who the Bible says he is. And that's suddenly going to turn their family against them because they're not going to accept Christ. So that sword divided. But also we really know that the sword is the word in that image in Revelation when Jesus comes back and he's got a sword, right? But where's the sword? It's this really weird image. It's coming out his mouth. It's such a weird thing to picture. Well, what's that suggesting to us? It's his words. So he's saying his words are going to divide. This is this is not like a a big threat. He's not saying like, oh, I'm going to come divide the world. It's just very practical, pragmatic um, stating reality. Some people are going to accept Jesus. 
Some people are going to reject Jesus. And that might divide the normal tribes we use to, to divide ourselves. There's going to be new divisions now around, do you believe in Christ or not? I think he's just being realistic about what's going to happen with his message. I think that's very well said. There is a costliness to following Jesus and grace for him was costly. We see that first reference to the cross in this text as well. Hmm. Um, he, the message he's bringing, and I love the way you put it so well, Nathan, it is the word mm-hmm. and it's going to be, can be relationally disruptive. Hmm. But even that disruption I see as an opportunity for his grace to flood in. You know, he's disrupting darkness. He's disru- disrupting spiritual blindness. And that does cause conflict. But I think as we think about people we love that don't believe yet in the good news of Jesus Christ, we have that opportunity to pray, to intercede for them, to trust even the text that we've looked at in recent weeks about uh, the Holy Spirit giving us words. Mm-hmm. You know, those words of Jesus come through us um, as God's power works in us. So to trust that, to trust God's sovereign in all of this. And God loves each person we love far more than we know and more than we could Amen. possibly love them. Amen. Yeah, I, I just, I think what Jesus may be doing, and this may be wrong, but, you know, even with the context of families today, there are people who believe in this or that, but not Jesus. And I think that the, in those situations where you have a family of a believer or two believers and no believers as well, you know, the people that feel that uh, Jesus is not the Lord and so on and so forth. Uh, there's going to be controversy and conflict in that family, uh, no doubt. And I so, so just on that very naturalistic kind of way, Jesus is saying something very accurate. And he's in, in, a, in essence, he is he's boiling things down uh, to follow me is to give things up. Uh, it is to go out in the world and make disciples of all nations. And there's going to be conflict in that. There's going to be uh, it's, it's a kind of war that is being fought that he was fighting. And we know that because of what happens uh, in Jerusalem later on. So, you know, the world, we wish for a very peaceful world, but it's, you know, ever since the fall, the world has been at war with God. And Jesus is just reminding them of that. 